0: So, you all have the ability to use some of your downtime activities to try and gather information or plan for the mission. The entire time that Ty was doing
1: his back talk big, honestly, big trying to test how far disrespectful he could he could be <laughs> in this situation. And they were just like, Well, you gotta do your job. That lets me know that they're either desperate or they truly just don't give a shit. Because they were like, "Hey, we'll call. We'll recall the people." Like, no, you won't. You sent them away for a reason because they probably weren't capable to do this. So, <laughs> the entire time he was planning in his mind while just trying to see how much talk he could do, and he definitely goes to see Ruse, uh, in either their quarters or in our forwarding station, because I feel like we've customized our forwarding station just enough because ty being as shady as he can be he know he i believe one of the things i get is a bug check checker just to see like if someone's listening in and i would have first thing i do i always walk into a room check for bugs and make sure no one's listening in and i just go up to ruse and i go you know you gotta hack that system right which one i'm
2: I have two plans in front of me. The The task they put in, in front of us and potentially f-ing with the summit. I assume you mean the task.
1: I mean, both accomplish the same thing. You got to hack that goddamn beam.
2: Oh, Ty, that's <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you want to do with that? They're going to they're going to shoot it at Godzilla. What do you what do you want to do with it?
1: Uh, first of all, Make sure that it's coded purely to Godzilla's signature, so it doesn't hit us as well. I trust you can do that. Mm-hmm. Also, they want to hold him in space. F- that my boy Ace wants to kill him. Nah, we gonna shoot that motherfucker into the sun.
2: <laughs> into the sun.
1: It works the way they wanted them in space. They didn't say where. <sighs>
2: I, I don't know what happens if you shoot a radioactive lizard into the one sun that you have. but He's he not was... that big. <laughs> no, but he's weird, Ty.
1: Okay, I'm... if not sun, black hole.
2: Farther away. Are Let's we keep... all
1: here for this, or is it just <laughs> the two of us? I would have definitely, I would. I think I would have called a team meeting. Really. I don't know, yeah, right. <laughs>
2: this is
3: fine. I gotta be honest, I like the sun a whole lot more. <laughs> if we're
1: just splitting hairs. Well, but also Black Hole is stretched in pain for all eternity while also slowly dying.
4: Oh, oh, he doesn't like slow death. He likes quick death. Stomp, stomp, smash. He likes that.
3: So ask him, Black Hole or sun?
4: I can't ask him. I I just, I can feel.
3: Okay, what do you feel if he, like... If he's leaning left towards sun or right towards black hole,
4: she closes her eyes and you've seen her do this before. She just breathes in a couple of times. He doesn't like it either.
3: A black
2: hole sun. We oh, let's 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 focus in a little bit. I like where everyone's going with this, but as maybe as
0: Ruse is talking, I'm going to ask Allison to make. A role for me. Survey, I guess, makes the most sense because that is a little bit more of a mind ability. Yeah, give, go ahead and give me a survey role. Okay.
4: A one and a two.
0: You imagine what Godzilla wants, and you feel that familiar feeling of, I think I'm making a connection with him. And just as you kind of look to see what Godzilla might want, all you see is a big giant foot and it just lands on you and you break out of this illusion.
1: I would like to use tactical genius because this is the entire reason I have them on the team. Two times per mission, you can assist a squad mate without paying stress. Tell us how you prepared for this. Give me the, the, give me the explanation and I will allow you to use it. During this conversation, several times i would have always been looking over at brain to see like if they dip within themselves uh, would you say that it's that it's a bit uh overwhelming when you do go into it is it like 11 trying to use telekinesis and you get a nosebleed type of deal <sighs>
4: Maybe not that physical, but you definitely hear like snorting. Um kind of like emulating Godzilla's mannerisms and noises uh in the instead of like a meditation breathing, it's like a Godzilla breathing.
1: I try to I always try to ease it into more of a meditation breathing. I'm just go me- me- meditative, meditative. you get you you sound like sleep apnea, meditative. Come on. Okay. breathing it in. Ring it in.
3: We we got to get her some Claritin or something before <laughs> she does all this. <laughs>
0: Carol, you are able to roll another die
4: All right,
0: because of Daryl's help. Ty's
4: help. That's a six! No <laughs> joke! <Okay. laughs>
0: Carol, you see the foot of Godzilla coming for you and you're about, you know, th- those feelings of a child when, when you experienced something similar begin to well up inside you, but you feel the calming presence of Ty reminding you to breathe and the, the foot kind of slows down and then it disappears. And you are left standing next to Godzilla. It is your body as a human standing next to Godzilla as if he was a six-foot-tall person. And you can see into his eyes, and you see the anger and the hate that Godzilla has for humanity. But there is something different today. It feels as if you have a kind of kinship with Godzilla, he almost feels like a distant relative that you've fallen out of favor with and now have the opportunity to make amends. This this anger that he carries feels like something that was thrust upon him and that maybe just with a kind word or a kind gesture, it could be lessened. It's a very difficult feeling to express because it feels so familial. But then you have what you would call a kind of vision. You see Godzilla in space. You see the fleet, Stratos, and the zero-beam array traveling through space, and your heart begins to beat like something bad is coming, like something bad is going to happen. Your vision clears and you return to your space, and you're back with your squad mates, and it's probably the most lucid, powerful vision you've had.
4: Not not black hole, son. Not any sun. Or black hole. Space bad. Bad idea.
2: Dangerous. Okay. So
4: so what does that mean? does that mean for us?
3: It means we're supposed to kill him on the ground.
4: She I think she would keep that familial feeling to herself, because I think that disturbs her because that's kind of the one thing she and Roosevelt have in common is that they really want to end Godzilla. And so as he says that, she's normally like, yeah, yeah. And she just kind of looks away. Yeah, may- maybe, maybe kill him on the ground.
3: Yeah, That's why we got you around, brain. Always know the best way to put that f- down. Okay, we got a game plan now. I-, I mean, if that thing keeps it still, there's no saying that we got to put it in space, huh? What if we had like a big net or... We dropped a building on it and then it was stuck to the ground. We keep them grounded, then we've got the ball in our court.
1: Maybe it it sends them to a, I don't know. The core of the earth. Let's not do that. It's a- Through the
3: goddamn ground. It's a nuclear
1: monster. And honestly, after I said it, and I remembered how the sun actually works, that might've empowered Godzilla much more. We
3: bury him six feet deep.
2: Uh, here's, Here's what I'm thinking. Okay, because the the gun has a couple of processes. It slows it down, and then it shoots it into space. We just break it before it gets him into space.
3: Yeah, yeah but but then he's not frozen. We got to fight real Godzilla. We're moving around, shooting it.
0: So it sounds like there is a little bit of dissension planning for almost a medium squad. Medium. <laughs> <laughs> but there is still the mission at hand is there anything anyone would like to do in terms of looking up information to help or just kind of deciding on what the plan of attack would be mine is
3: not going to help this time i'm looking at starting a clock uh that's end game um so if you guys want to I, I don't know how that informs you but that's what i'm shooting for
2: I, I kind of want to reach out to this this group on Lake Mead to see if we can keep, like establish comms with them quicker. Okay, um, but I think that's a that's a very short deal, and then eventually, yeah, how to hack a gun in space would be next.
0: All right, let's start with Savy since you kind of have a, a an idea about what you want to do.
2: Sabi's just spending this time building, like, a very big radio. It's easy because there's no one else really putting out a signal other than the summit, but it it does have to be physically bigger.
0: All right, why don't you try to engineer or uh, fabricate uh, something to communicate directly with the team? Let's go.
2: It's a five.
0: I'm going to say that you build a radio or whatever the future dystopian equivalent is, and you are able to reach the water reclamation team. The problem is, is that one of the rovers has stopped working, and the rest of the team doesn't want to abandon them. And so while two of the three machines could leave, they're sticking around to try and fix the rover that is not working, and... You learn that each rover has uh, three people aboard it and that they really are defenseless. Their only um, machinery that they have are the vehicles and the ability to suction water out of the lake.
2: I think I relay all of that to the team um, and then tell them to stay put uh, and we should be there soon. I also say, is there anything anything y'all want to tell them?
1: I got nothing, honestly. You got any booze?
2: You guys have booze?
0: No. Altotopians aren't allowed to drink booze.
2: Right. Not
1: a, not a, oh,
0: okay.
2: Yes. Tell him we're going to kill Godzilla. We're going to kill Godzilla.
0: I hope you do. Certainly before he gets to us. Oh, no no
2: I
3: know guarantees on that, but don't tell him.
2: <laughs> tell, tell him to look up. Always look up. I think Savy's had the button down this whole time, so the whole the whole conversation they've heard the whole thing.
1: I just go save, save it, save it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> hand off the button, hand off the
2: button.
0: <laughs> yeah, as as you lift up the button, they're in mid sentence and they're like,
4: "Who's this squad?" <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. Oh man,
2: I'm I'm sorry. We were keying. Anything you heard was just keying. Sorry. <laughs> Come save us, please. Yes, yes, we are. We are on our way. Last flag planted. Planted. Planted.
0: Ruse. I believe there was another uh, gather information roll you actually wanted to make uh, about the array.
2: <laughs> yeah. At first, I think the the start of the of the clock is just like, are there plans available for this beam that I can access?
0: You are going to make a gather information roll. Because it's a fortune roll, you're going to roll two and pick the lowest one.
4: Oh,
2: it's a five and a six.
0: Wow. Well, a five is still technically a success, but there is a slight complication. You cannot find anything. It is like it doesn't exist. Similar to this mission, as you are now a redacted squad. It is clear that if this if this has been part of the summit's plan from the beginning, they have never told anyone except the individuals closest to the summit. However, you do learn of the man who is responsible for its creation, a scientist, a theoretical uh, physicist named Dr. Sarazawa, and you are able to learn that Dr. Sarazawa has already been sent to the Stratos. So, if you did want to learn more about the the array and how to affect it, you'd have to speak to the man who created it.
2: Okay, cool. I think I'm I'm good with, with that for now.
1: I would like to use the manufacture uh, portion of it for one, and the other one, uh, I was going to go schmooze, but... I don't care anymore I'm gonna use cut loose and take brain out uh, to remove some stress for manufacture I would like unbeknownst to anyone to have uh, escape escape pods placed into each of their mechs Uh, functionally the portion that they that they actually physically sit in they will have a button that will eject that part out as as a whole uh, and I don't want them to know about it, but they'll, it'll just look like, oh, there's a new, there's been an additional button put in. Don't press it. I would also like, and a, basically a master command key put in mine that I can eject all of them whenever I want to.
4: Oh damn!
0: Normally, I would say this is a long-term project. I think that you can do so, but it's going to be at a little bit of a cost as you're kind of rushing it into production. I'm going to say that at least one material from the squad playbook will need to be spent if you currently have uh, two uh, points in material, and you're going to need to succeed. Is there a particular skill that you wanted to use? Yeah, I was going to say, be command. I think that it's okay. Go ahead and use command. Don't screw me this time. one uh that's a three and a four i think that they can install jump seats into all of the mechs but they cannot give you the master switch it's just too much too much programming and not enough time the other wrinkle to this is that technically having something like this would be considered an extra bit of load for the machine for the vehicle so i'll say that it exists but unless the player decides to use it, it will not be part of the load. So it's not going to count against anybody, but it is there.
1: Honestly, I'd rather them just have it. I just wanted to be able to say, you know what, you're done. But I, I, I'll forego that knowing that my team has an out. This is the type of thing that I hate to say it, this. This is what my character would do. It's a manipula It's
0: a subtle manipulation, but it's for good. Question. It's, mark? it's in character. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so why don't you guys both work together to describe to me what this scene looks like? Where do you go to cut loose? And maybe what is said between the two of you? Where would you say Carol's favorite place to go is?
4: Well, I mean, she really likes the bunk. Um in the bunk room (laughs) where all of her stuff is. Um, So you'd have to convince her to really go anywhere else. She she likes going places in the sake of a mission. She was an investigator prior to all this, but, you know, doesn't really know how to relax, per se.
1: Under the guise of, hey, we're going to go investigate some stuff, I would take Carol to... What is the equivalent to like a a bar? Even though we don't like with like alcohol is not a thing. I'm sure there's just like a place for people to cut loose or something of that nature. And I would make it an exercise in 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 Carol's investigative technique to be like, all right, we're gonna go here, and I want you to come back with at least like three things about like random people I point at. We'll see if you still got it. That type of dude.
4: This is better than the first test. This is better. This is good. This is good. This is something I can do. I can do this. All right. She pops the collar like your shirt uh, (laughs) that you gave her. And uh, she'll just kind of stalk forward with all the energy of someone that's going somewhere and then turn around and head to the actual direction of the bar because she wasn't quite sure where it was. And bring her... Souvenir book of all her Godzilla photos with her. She doesn't want to leave that behind.
0: (laughs) And you approach these people and try to read their minds. It it, it doesn't seem to work as well as it seems to work with Godzilla. But 50% of the time, you're right. You know, coin flip. You seem to maybe guess uh, who they are or what they're up to. and, And Ty is able to confirm or deny it. And it turns out to be kind of a fun time. You you enjoy yourselves and you guys kind of connect a little bit, at least more than you have in a long time. Let's look into what Cut Loose gets for you. So, you heal stress equal to the highest die result. You have two ticks in your connection clock, so you may roll two dice.
4: Me or Ty? Um,
0: We'll say because it's you that is, uh, is reducing your stress, we'll say that it's Allison. Oh, I rolled five out of six.
4: Well, I rolled two ones, so.
0: You will heal stress equal to the highest die result, so your stress will go down by one at least.
4: This was really relaxing. I learned that that guy's not cheating on his wife. That guy is, and that guy wants to.
1: Ty takes out a notepad and writes down the name of. <laughs> writes, <laughs> this was also a secret way for him to get some shit on some people.
4: <laughs> I also showed everyone my Godzilla souvenirs. From this is from the time that he stepped on this town. This is from the time that his tail hit this town. Some people don't remember, but I remember all of it. I remember.
1: How big is the book?
4: It's like a like a photo album of like bunch of pages shoved in there, loose leaf kind of bound together. It's probably like this thick.
1: Okay, because I was gonna say if he see if it was small enough, he would have definitely had that jacket made with a with a section. Actually, you know what? There's probably he he would have made like a little inseam for for your. For your book to go inside, you could do that. Just like a zipper, keep it in there.
4: <laughs> her coat is immediately lopsided, but it kind of suits her. rest of the disheveled look.
3: So, Roosevelt's got two bits. I'd like to start a long-term project that I'm calling God, parentheses, Zilla Killing Weapon. Um, I think that Roosevelt goes back to the hangar bay. He goes to uh, his car, which he is called the dais. Um, He pulls it up on one of those like levitating, floating up elevator bits that come up onto the the hangar bay. It's beautiful. It's uh, gunmetal gray with silver piping. It's covered head to toe in NASCAR uh, advertisements. I mean, uh, you know, he's got both Pepsi and Coke on there somehow. Um, (laughs) And it's just uh, uh, been, you know, mascotted as this uniquely immediately recognizable vehicle um, that has been morphed into this mech. It basically sits halfway into this skeletal body that he then sits still in uh, in the driver's seat. But I think that he takes out some planning papers. He sets them on the hood, which is essentially he has to get onto a working cherry picker elevator just to get up to the hood. He sets it out. He's got a pencil behind his ear, even though it's all digital. Um, And he starts mapping out these ideas and it probably looks like dribble to everyone else. It's things like Godzilla float, question mark, Godzilla breathe, question mark, Uh, zero gravity, what is, Google zero gravity. Um, How does lizard respond to space? Like so many different concepts that you can see Roosevelt is tackling before he can even get to what he wants to do. But he begins work on a project that will be on the bottom of his mech, or at least on the bottom of the car inside of his mech, at least. Got it. Uh, Where where he is starting these plans that he believes will lead to the secret to killing Godzilla. Well, the instructions for long-term
0: projects say that you need to make an attribute role of some kind. This kind of feels like an engineer role, as you are... Messing. That's what I was thinking too. Messing with the interior. So, why don't you give me an engineer roll and that'll tell us how much progress you make on this clock.
3: Uh, I rolled a three twice. Uh, can I push that for a, a complication roll?
0: I'll, yeah, for a collateral die, I think you can push it. Yeah. Sure, you can have another die. And I'll say that the complication is this new thing that you're trying to add to the ship is kind of unregulated you certainly haven't really gone into any detail with other engineers so there's a chance that it might um backfire or not work the way you want it to
3: that that's what I was thinking is I think that he is used to like jury rigging this thing and every new thing that he adds makes this more of a walking time bomb uh, in the event that anything goes wrong right Um, so I'm gonna roll that last uh we call it a complication die, right? It's a collateral or die. So I collateral I've, die. You,
0: you've, you've traded with me something that is guaranteed to happen in the future uh, for uh, m- closer success. So I'm 40. basically saying in the future you're going to have some kind of complication with this weapon that could be solved as, with as simple as uh, you know another action roll. Got it.
3: I rolled a five with that extra. Okay.
0: Uh, a four or a five allows you to fill two segments of your clock, and I will oh. say that this is a. An eight-sided
3: clock is fair. That makes sense. I plan on doing this nearly every time that I get downtime with Roosevelt. It'll be at least one of them. Gotcha. Um, So I think eight totally makes sense. Yeah, he spends all that time designing and everything. Um, And I was wondering also if we could just call this, um, like, he spends extra time doing this to accomplish... uh, Enhance which is sort of like adding on to the vehicle itself. And I think that this, this weapon eventually you know, will turn into a quirk along with this. I, don't uh, know I how see, you I see what
0: you're that. saying. Yeah,
3: we'll call it some kind
0: of enhancement, some kind of secret super weapon project for uh, for Roosevelt. Although I'm curious as to where he's gotten the engineering to do this, but I'm sure he'll My figure friend, it
3: out. He's been working on that car since he was driving for NASCAR.
0: Carol, you are the last member of this team who has not done anything. If you'd like to do any kind of downtime activities or gather information, you can.
4: Um, so one question about my drive clock. One of my drives was to pass that ruse test, um, and that was kind of our our opening scene. So I don't know if that is full now or if there's kind of like just big picture to pat, like to keep passing ruse tests. That's a forever goal of mine.
0: We'll say that you did succeed in in passing that drive, that you accomplished that drive, and I will allow you to put a point into your drive clock so you'll now have two instead of one. And um, it's time to pick a new drive.
4: Oh, wow. So I I think based on what happened in her vision, um, and this will tie into her downtime activity too, so Carol has spent her whole life in the shadow of a footstep, literally hating this creature that took everything from her. And feeling some sort of empathy for it or some sort of familial relation with it has really just shaken her to her core. So I feel like her drive will be to understand the meaning of that hmm. feeling. Because um, Am I correct in saying she's never felt that particular feeling before?
0: No, it is a very unusual feeling and it is new.
4: Well, her other drive was to kind of understand what, what her psychic connection is four so i don't know if that is the one that could have two ticks or
0: yeah i think that's okay um we'll just say that that tick that has two ticks in it and the other drive clock which you just mentioned which is to come to understand this strange familial feeling you have with godzilla we'll say that that's at zero out of four
4: okay that sounds good okay um, she So in pursuit of this, she was going to spend time studying whatever she could find about like anecdotes of Godzilla, reports of Godzilla, anyone who has ever shown sympathy. I know there are some sects out there that mm. are sympathetic to him, so maybe just trying to find information about the other side, the other perspective, to kind of understand what just flitted across her brain.
0: Sure. Go ahead and make a gather information roll. You're going to roll the two die and, and choose the lower of the two options. I will give you,
4: oh, and I'm sorry, I'm being very obtuse. I think my my ultimate goal is to maybe gain a skill. I noticed in downtime you can train, okay. So I was thinking about using that to train and study. um and like that would be my main goal, though, is to find out about kind of Godzilla's cultural history,
0: sure. that makes sense to me. When you expend time bettering yourself, mark one attribute XP or one playbook XP. If you have the right squad training upgrade, mark two XP. Um, We'll say that this it sounds like this is simply a free thing. You may add one XP to the uh, attribute pool that uh, study is under.
4: Uh, mm -hmm.
0: Under insight.
4: Gotcha. Yep.
0: And so this looks like you're just, you know, going over the Cognostream and all materials that you can find trying to find the folks that are sympathetic to Godzilla. Yep. As you do so, you are correct that there are subsects. We'll call them individuals or, and groups that were banished from Altotopia. And there are two different groups. One is known as the blasphemers. These are folks that take a very religious approach to Godzilla. They believe that he is quite literally the god of the earth and that it is our duty to worship him. And then there is the more uh, scientific approach by the naturalists. Uh, These are folks, oftentimes scientists or engineers, that have come to the conclusion that Godzilla is a kind of natural force, uh, a force of nature, something that is uh, almost like a balance to something else and they often cite humanity as the thing that he is trying to find balance with as to who is right it's eternally debated but really the both factions have been excised from altatopia and have spent many of the last generations surviving out in the wastelands
4: i think knowing that these uh, well will i have found out if there are any blasphemers or naturalists near where we're heading on this mission,
0: you would need to gather information to find that out. Okay. You technically have one more downtime activity that I will allow if you would like to use that.
4: Yeah, um, I think I'd like to ask around, maybe employ the use of my more savvy social friends sure. to see if I can. I'm going to allow you to have
0: two die. You won't have to roll the the lowest; just have two die and choose which one is the highest.
4: All right. A uh, six and a two.
0: Excellent. With a six, you are one of the only members of the team, lucid enough, to go up to the, the 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 top brass and ask about what to expect. And they mention that it is very common for the blasphemers to follow Godzilla in a kind of caravan, uh, similar to the way tornado chasers back in the day would chase tornadoes and follow them wherever they go. You can assume that where Godzilla goes, there will probably be a contingency of blasphemers or naturalists.
4: All right. She'll um, make a note of that in her large Godzilla scrapbook and just kind of circle the name Godzilla over and over and over again until the spirals kind of spiral out on the page. And she'll lose herself in that. And that's what she'll be doing when it's time to leave for the mission.
0: So, you guys have had your downtime activities, and it's time for the engagement roll. This is going to set the scene for the mission, uh, what kind of position and effect you have. So, it's time for us to have a discussion about how many dice you're supposed to start with. We always start with one for plain old luck. Can anyone convince me that there are other reasons why you deserve other dice?
3: We performed reconnaissance talked with the people we're coming to save. We know the situation before we're even getting there. We can plan ahead.
0: I think it's debatable how much reconnaissance you did, but I agree that you know a couple of important factors, and I will give you that one die, yes. So you now have two die in your pool. Sally. So some of the options that the uh, game uh, can offer is, is the mission bold? We don't really know what the mission... Well, we know what the mission is, but is the mission bold?
3: The next mission's more
0: bold yeah. than this
2: one is. Yeah, this is like... just
3: distraction.
0: Yeah. Does the mission exploit the target's vulnerabilities?
3: Regular people. Um, no.
0: Okay. Is the squad receiving external support for the mission? Definitely not. Are there other factors affecting the mission? For instance, you can take a dot for each of the benefits the squad has. Uh, any other factors...
2: I
3: don't no. think so. I think we just get the two.
0: I will argue that you should get a minus one because there is going to be interference from the blasphemers and the time crunch that is involved. It's gonna be a very specific time frame. So you had two and I'm gonna reduce it to one. Unless anyone else has any other arguments, I'm gonna do
4: it. The fact that I know that they'll be there, can that offset or, like, give us advantage in some other way? Like, with the loadout or, like, maybe knowing that there's going to be more people involved. We could do crowd control.
1: Or the fact that we would have been able to prep
2: for the fact
3: that the Blasphemers are coming. We're going to bring our Blasphemer killing
2: guns. (laughs) We have those. We have those.
0: Knowledge is power, so I do think that's fair. So, okay. You can have two die in this engagement roll. Ah! So you're going to roll the two die. I need one person to make this engagement roll. And its result will... We're
3: going to fuck up these rolls again.
0: Who's been hot? Who's been rolling hot?
3: (laughs) I I feel like I've only rolled twos and sixes. (laughs) Yeah,
2: It's half and half. I mean, Uh. I don't think any of us have been hot today. (laughs) I had fives, but like...
1: Yeah, but you first thing you did first thing you did was fall, fall off, off your from... Yeah, that's like
2: <laughs> it's going to be a complication. I don't know if that's safe. Would you
1: allow what, two of us to roll one, and then we can take <laughs> sure. the <higher>? Sure,
2: uh-huh. <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: take one of them.
2: Cap, you want to do the other one? All
1: right, I'll I'll roll the other one.
3: Six. Would you roll Roosevelt? I rolled a three, so thank God. (laughs) The higher
0: number is what will count on a six. You are provided a controlled position. This is good. This is very good. One
1: thing I will do, or Ty will do, Brainy's gotten her jacket, but I haven't been able, I haven't found the time to give you both your
3: jacket. And I noticed that a little bit, Captain. But I trust you. I knew you were gonna bring me one. I mean, I didn't think that you. I didn't think you'd forget. No, 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 no. I
1: gotta, I gotta take care of my crew, and I take out one for Roosevelt. It is black jean material. <laughs> uh, the and it all it is kind of like in the flight, uh, the the flight esque type where it has like the fur around the rim. Uh, and it and it has your call sign. And on the back, it has your, uh, it has your car, the same depiction that you have of your, on your belt buckle, and it just says, if it ain't, if you ain't first, you ain't killing Godzilla. <laughs>
3: oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Your Honor. I, I'm gonna take a walk, and he beelines it for an exit as soon as he can.
1: <laughs> then he pulls out of one uh <laughs> pulls another one down. It's again, it's not the same, it's not the same design. Ruse is more of a bomber jacket type of person.
2: Yes. Yes correct.
1: It is blue. The inseam is the periwinkle color. It has your call sign on the on the lapel, ruse, and on the back. There's a picture of a laptop. And it says, hack your way to a better future.
2: Yeah, that's so good. Okay, uh, I think it's <laughs> just immediately like the You look away from moment, and the jacket is on. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, yeah, come on, come on, come in. I'm gonna hug you. I'm hugging you. Here it comes. Oh, it's I, happening. Allow,
1: I allow it, but I don't step forward. I'm, I just don't rebuff it.
2: I'm coming to you. It's okay.
0: I'm not going to count these sweet jackets as uh, load uh, against you. That's like all of our
2: slots.
0: (laughs) But we do need to talk about load. As the jockeys, are you taking light, medium, or heavy loads? I'm not mature enough for that sentence. Um,
3: (laughs) So I could be heavy on Roosevelt and medium on Deus. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm doing. I'm going to go heavy on Roosevelt, medium on Deus.
2: I'm going to go light for Ruse and probably light on
4: Geneva is the name of my uh, mech. Um, I'm going to do medium on um, Carol because she has so much weird shit on her at all times and light on the mech because it's a flying type.
1: I'm going to go light on tie. Simply because I feel like at the end of the day he knows he needs to be able to move quickly and he knows because Roosevelt goes heavy and Roosevelt his boy
0: what he lacks Roosevelt's got I got you you all leap into the Gotango which whose engines fire up and for some inexplicable reason the front uh, curved a uh, uh, rotor begins to spin and it begins to take off. Are you going underground or are you going to kind of fly above ground?
3: I like the idea of fly. I was picturing us flying.
0: I think we should fly. And I just put this... Just the song just for this...
3: The Fortunate Son is playing in the... <laughs> in yeah. the... Um, in your cockpit, at least. Bay. yeah.
0: The four of you strap up, you strap in and you mount into your mechs. Gotango flying across the sky, the desert, the irradiated wastelands passing below you, until you eventually reach a area that maybe you've seen in the history books, maybe you've seen in photos on the Cognostream. There is the Hoover Dam, visible to your left, to the right, you can see Boulder City, and in the remains of Las Vegas far in the
3: distance. I think that uh, Roosevelt sheds a single very manly tear for the loss of Nevada. And he looks to the horizon where the Moose Creek uh, locale used to be, knowing that it's somewhere there in the sea now. And he has all these, you know, Vietnam War flashbacks for a moment. Um, of of Godzilla blocking out the sun and then he snaps back into it and wipes away that tear.
0: Lake Mead has changed over the years and is now larger. It is full and you can see from Gotango because of your controlled position the lay of the land. You see close to the lake the rec- water reclamation team. Then there is the dam. And not far from the dam is the familiar kind of smoke and dust cloud that comes from Godzilla's path. And there, now currently in the distance, the black dot of Godzilla marching ever forward. Because of your controlled position, you can approach with stealth. No one's noticed you yet. Uh, There is no one, nothing impeding you and you all, with the signal from Ty, begin dropping out of the Gotengo to make your moves. Could I ask everyone in order to describe your mech and what they look like? Ty, you'd be coming out first. Uh, My mech, like I I stated before, is fairly
1: larger than everyone else with an ominous appearance. Wrapped around where the eyes would be is a very long uh, eye fold, like Lady Justice like kind of like solid snake length just kind of caught with a constant flap going in the back like somehow the wind always catches it <laughs> and I've also described it very much like when Batman has to uh, fight like Bane or someone else or like uh, when he had to fight like the thousand owls with, from the from the court of owls like that mech will, or when out, the one that Alfred has to take up like it's very heavily uh armor to protect the person inside. But also he kind of needs that size because he's the one that if, at the end of the day, I'm going to I'm going to raise holy hell on the grounds in front of me. So I've got all the missiles. Like I've got the dragon sword basically. <laughs> uh the name of my mech is the uh Justice.
4: Nice. Um Carol's mech's name is Big Brain. Um And it is a pod-shaped apparatus with four or five um, rocket thrusters at the bottom. So it's like almost like a little um, crystal ball in shape. Uh, However, it has uh, mechanical tentacles that kind of come out of the back and the bottom. So it gives it like a little wiggly octopus brain type. Uh, vibe and then the front of it so it's mostly spherical except for these tentacles and then the front has these long pincer arms that can come out to manipulate things or to shoot like a big gun Um, and it has for weapons kind of like little uh, tiny guns that can kind of come out of the sphere and and retract back into it Um, and it's very like uh, flitting around always Um, and she's kind of like in, the, <laughs> I picture her kind of in this clear like orb that she's just kind of flying around. It does have an ominous appearance, so uh and it also has kind of like a an intermittent camo effect. So either it's like very sle- sneaky and flitting around silently, or its camo goes down and like probably whatever's reflecting on the the dome just like looks all distorted and strange. So it looks almost like a large face or something when the camo's not working uh Ruse Mecha
2: looks like a huge um reflective sort of sleek um probably the most like transformer looking of the of the mechs uh there's like f- flecks of different metal in the skin or yeah this you can say skin for a robot the chassis and, uh yeah that <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's uh, like glowing, like orbs or tubes in the in the hands and head, um, for the the sort of like holographic images to project out of their hands. Um, you can't see them. You can see like a silhouette of them, like they're standing behind a projector, um, but you can't see their face. But they can see out of the little glass, like the, the one-way glass.
3: Uh, It's beautiful. It's gunmetal gray with silver lining. It still has uh, his number on the front of it, a big seven from when he used to race. Uh, It's still wearing its laurel wreaths from when he took home whatever NASCAR cup he took home because obviously I know what that's like. Uh, Sponsored all across uh, it. It has a massive roll cage that runs up the front of the the sort of car's uh, windshield and then up over the back of the mech itself. Its legs are um, sort of retractable but when they're out they don't actually have boots on the ground. Uh, the The feet at the bottom of this gunmetal mech um, floats on a sort of like ever shooting white um, uh, uh, anti-gravity field that expounds out from it, uh, all of them. So it's almost as though he's skating at anyone given moment. He has a massive stick shift manual transmission that he put in himself because he he's been doing this for a while. He was a part of G force when it first came around and he refused to move over to the more gyroscopic uh, mode of transmission and instead has the original transmission from his NASCAR days. Um, In the windshield, he has a postcard uh, from Moose Creek, Nevada, And it says, uh, you know, if if you lived here, you'd be home already. Um, He has a picture of him with uh, two different presidents, a picture of him on the day he was inaugurated, um, and uh, just massively packed with weapons. I mean, the roll cage itself is holding on, uh, you know, a million different uh, pieces that he could easily snap into, and all of this looks as though it could change at any moment. It's a very experimental Tech. i I've got to
1: ask just yeah. for the sake of the thing that I had installed uh-huh. uh, your manual stick shift does it look like anything like the is it an eight ball or something special like that
3: I like the eight ball it's probably something oh, like that like okay a if it's an
1: eight ball, ball then he, the note would have been attached that says don't press the eight <laughs> until I tell you to. Side he, the judge.
3: I mean, Roosevelt's <laughs> already like thumbing his himself over the the button and just thinking about it. He's he's thinking that it's something you know special. The four mech land
0: on a you know dry plateau that gives you uh, a view of the land, and you can see Godzilla approaching. You can see that the reclamation team is there close to the water. I'm going to inform you that some of the clocks that I currently have set up, there is a 12-sided clock which indicates keeping Godzilla in one place uh, I have a 4-sided clock that allow, that says you that you safely evacuate the water reclamation team and I have a 6-sided clock with the blasphemers and whether they retreat or stick around so those are some projects that you could be working on during the mission and um, I have some other clocks of my own which I won't go into detail until they become relevant but what is the first move? I get on the comm system. I say,
1: well, we still have to evacuate everyone here. I'll do my best to keep an eye on things while those of us who are better at uh, caring about people. And I kind of gesture towards Ruse. Rosie, (laughs) I know you're ready for action. I want you to take a more forward position. Okay. Stay stealthy as possible. When I give the say-so, go right ahead, unleash holy hell. Preferably, first, on the Blasphemers. Okay, okay, we're gonna, yeah. We're gonna play this best to what the summit wants. We're gonna take out the Blasphemers, and then we're gonna hold Godzilla. You got, get, gotcha, okay. And then suddenly on uh, on chat, you just hear the two random squawks. best my version of a wink. <laughs> <laughs> what, what,
4: what? what? What if, what if we, uh, what if we talk to some of them this time? Yeah, uh, curious, uh, what they think about the whole, uh, situation there.
3: How precise can you be? I can be as precise as you like. Uh, If you want me to leave one standing, I can leave one standing. Or if you guys want to have your conversation, I can zip the the innocence out of the way. And then if the conversation goes wild, then I can blow people up.
4: I... I... I I felt... something strange earlier. I want to talk to him.
1: My one concern, Carol, is that the blasphemers so closely follow Godzilla that we won't really have the chance to have a conversation because once they see that we are not with Godzilla, they're probably gonna do some things against us. Well, A we'll, for 5 we'll probably get one alive. A for five, probably one.
4: One's great. Also, team, it's a Wednesday. And as we know, that's Godzilla's favorite day.
3: Yeah, yeah, you told me that before. I never understood it. He's a real hump day, that. F-. Yeah,
1: yes. I look at the note that Carol left for me, and in, in, inside my magda said, "Wednesday is Godzilla's day."
3: <laughs> <laughs> Roosevelt's got a calendar that's just marked down every Wednesday.
2: Of the month.
3: <laughs> I will. Hopefully. I'm gonna make my
0: sur- my survey just so I can keep track of everything. Okay, this is in a controlled position, and I'm going to say you'll have a standard effect if you succeed at this.
1: Okay. Individual rolls.
0: Four. That's a six. Okay. Ty, you are able to call out to everyone where they should move. They begin descending the plateau and heading in the different directions. We're going to go ahead and put a point towards the keeping Godzilla in one place as you're able to kind of tactically control
3: and corral your team. Um, I think in uh, spirit of following Ty's commands and keeping an eye on things and, you know, reading myself in the case things go south, um, I think I'm going to use a vehicle load to retract the legs of the dais and then become this big floating car uh, on, you know, the, the uh, a flying apparatus, basically. The NASCAR takes flight, um, and I'm going to uh, take to the air to then do, like, sweeping jet patterns, which really just turn into, like, donuts in the sky, figure eights, and he's running the NASCAR tracks right now. He's only going left. Um <laughs> and he's, you know, just keeping weapons at the ready and watching eye in the sky uh, to ensure that nothing's going wrong with any of the other facets of the plan, and basically readying in action for the second that something goes wrong, he's gonna do a, you know, nosedive firing pattern.
0: Because you're not stating any particular action you wanna take, it yeah. sounds like you wanna at least be able to be on the ready, and to do yeah. that, you have to remain relatively unseen, maybe you're, Very high up in the atmosphere, out of view of the Blasphemers and Godzilla. I'm going to ask for some kind of uh, uh, hiding role. What do we think about, like, a maneuver? I think maneuver makes sense, yeah. Okay, cool. I have a six. I'm not going to put this towards any particular clock, but I will say that for now, no one has noticed you flying up in the air. Cool, cool, cool.
2: I'm gonna. I want to try to communicate to the the people in the last rover to come to like. Do we have visual on Godzilla? You can
0: you can see him in the distance. Yes.
2: Okay. I'm gonna tell them to come to the opposite, way, like the farthest uh, part of the of the station, um, and it'll probably come in the way of like a small, like very cute like like rabbit avatar will pop up on their screens and just say, uh, just so you don't get stepped on, maybe move east. <laughs> this is like <laughs> auto fill like direction. And we'll just keep repeating that on their screens. You
0: have already established the connection. You're able to get to the team and they say, uh, yes, yes, sir. Y- yes, ma'am. Um, we are... Um, We've collected the team from the rover that isn't working and we've moved them into our rovers and we're moving as fast as we can. And you can see on your HUD display uh, uh, the projected amount of time it's going to take the rovers to get out of the way safely and it's not fast enough. You need to act to save them or they will be uh, eventually met by
2: Godzilla. Okay. Even at top speed. Okay, we'll keep moving and we'll scoop you see if we can get you where we need you. I'm going to... Oh, I mentioned something, okay, in like session zero about a shield. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can rush behind them and like scoop them in the shield and just like, like kind of that, that sport, that like (laughs) ice sport where you just kind of smooth the ice in front of them. That's kind of what uh, Ruse is doing.
0: (laughs) Well, with your controlled position, go ahead and make an action roll that you feel is appropriate to this.
2: Maneuver. That's definitely feel like, that feels
0: like maneuver. Okay, go ahead and make a maneuver roll. You're in a controlled position, and I will say that it has a uh, a limited effect because you have, you have two of these machines, so even if you save one, you'll still have to save the other. Okay, work. Can I push myself? If you'd like to, yeah.
2: I'll spend stress. I think this is the first time they've been in the field. They're trying to do a, a big thing. They're scared about it.
0: Because you are spending stress, you can either take one D, one die. You can take plus one level of effect. So you can go from a limited effect to a standard effect.
2: Oh, well then, uh, yeah, I think I'll take the one die. Okay. Instead.
4: Yeah, that's a three. Can, can Carol help? Because Carol cares a lot about these people and saving them.
0: If you would like to assist, um, you can spend the stress and give them uh, either an, a, another die, an improved effect, or position.
4: Yes, I'll spend the stress, and Carol does this with um, kind of elongating the tentacles from the back of the mech and helping dust the ground in front of these vehicles.
0: You are going to gain one stress, which is equal to the number of ticks in your connection clock with Sabi. Six. All right. Very good. This is why we do this. With a six, I'm going to say that... um, we were still at a limited effect, which means you are able to successfully pick the one up and you are able to guide it out of the wave. You spend most of the turn picking it up, you know, kind of dashing across the desert and getting it to a position where you know it's not going to get in Godzilla's way. Okay. Uh, because of this, I'm going to give you a tick towards that clock. So that's, uh, that's one out of four. You can see that Godzilla is starting to get closer Begin to walk along the side of the uh, heavy ridge that leads to the Hoover Dam. Given I'm the heavy mech and I can move more, I will assist. Okay, it sounds like you're going to want to make a move to pick up the remaining rover, correct? Yes, just to finish this mission out. All right, give they me want them give me a maneuver roll. Uh, it'll have a standard effect. Ha <laughs>
1: I put nothing in there. So two with the lowest one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I left this for other people to do I could offer you a collateral die where you could just roll two die and pick the highest and I will say the consequence is in your attempt to move somebody notices you
2: Ooh.
0: My, me personally or everyone I'll say you personally
1: I'm fine with that okay That's a six. I
0: rolled a two and a six. Because of the standard effect, I'll give you two uh, points to that clock. So you have literally one tick left before you're able to save the water reclamation team. I'm gonna roll now just to see who decides to pay attention to you. In all of the movement, picking up the machine, moving it back, as you go to turn around, you realize a contingency of blasphemers in, old, beat-up, rusted vehicle, something you'd see from Mad Max, but retrofitted with weapons and and augmentations to it, has split off from the group and is now moving in your direction. And you know that any moment now, they will engage with you. Mm. Sad day for them. (laughs)